and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. My name is Jens Nelson, and this is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we explore, discuss, and grow as followers of Christ. So on today's episode, it's going to be a little different. It is just me. Lucas is not with me. And uh, Lucas and I have been sort of playing around with an idea um, that from time to time we will record individual episodes that are very brief, very short, very concise, uh, independent of one another. So it'll be me, just me speaking, or just Lucas speaking. And our hope is that these episodes will um, be a little bit more exciting, have some uh, interesting ideas presented. And so today is our very first example of that type of episode. And Uh, It's actually more of an addendum. I'm going to be adding on to what we talked about yesterday when we talked about COVID-19 on our bonus episode. There are just a couple things that I think I failed to mention, some things that I think are important in this conversation about how a Christian ought to respond to a pandemic virus such as the coronavirus. And so um, that piece of information is... uh, relating to conspiracy theories. So uh, I have some friends, I have some um, social media people that I see uh, that have this idea that this virus was created, that it was manufactured, uh, that it was put out into the world by um, people seeking to do harm, you know, whether that's uh, China, North Korea, other world powers. The idea is that this is uh, meant and targeted towards us to bring us down, to hurt us in this election season, or whatever it may be. Um, And I just, I wanted to address that yesterday, failed to mention it, so I thought we would uh, come back real quick in a very brief episode to sort of talk about this. How should Christians specifically think about conspiracy theories? And there's a quote by a man named Carl Truman. Uh, He has this this longer quote about conspiracy theories that I'm going to read. He says, Conspiracy theories have an aesthetic appeal. They make us feel more important in the grand scheme of things than we really are. If someone is going to all this trouble to con us into believing in something, then we have to be worth conning. And the impotence we all feel in the face of massive impersonal bureaucracies and economies driven not by democratic institutions so much as multinational corporations is not really the result of our intrinsic smallness and insignificance so much of our potential power which needs to be smothered. Such views play to our vanity, and to be frank, the kind of virtual solitary vice which uh, so much egotistical internet activity represents. So he says, he goes on to say, conspiracy theories don't hold up. Nobody is that competent or powerful to pull them off. Even giant bureaucracies are made up of lots of small, incompetent units fighting petty turf wars, a fragmentation which undermine the possibility of the kind of coordinated efforts required to pull off, say, the fabrication of the Holocaust. So he lists one example of a conspiracy theory that many hold to is that the Holocaust was fabricated, that it didn't actually happen. He goes on to say, History, humanly speaking, is a tale of incompetence and thoughtlessness, not of elaborate and sophisticated cabals. Evil, catastrophic evil, is not exceptional and brilliant. It is humdrum and banal. It does not involve thinking too much. It involves thinking too little. So lots of ideas come to mind. Um, but as believers, uh, the thing that I really wanted to drive home, when we ourselves are spreading conspiracy theories, first of all, they're theories. We have no way that we can prove that these things are true. And even if we could, uh, what does it say about us as believers who believe in a God whom we cannot see at this moment, whom we have faith in, whom we have trust in? Uh, What does it say about us 
if we are the ones constantly perpetuating these conspiracy theories. So like, for example, the one about the Holocaust not happening, or there are a lot of people who think 9-11 was an inside job, or whatever. There's all sorts of conspiracy theories um, that many people will espouse. And what does it say for a Christian to be relaying this information out into the world? Well, one, I think for a lot of people, it might start to call even into question their, like, if, if you're an unbeliever looking at a Christian talking about these things, maybe it's like warping how they perceive God. Because it's like, man, if that Christian can believe the Holocaust was fake and that 9-11 was manufactured, that the coronavirus is created and it was meant to be like a weapon, um, that might hurt our witness in some way. It might hurt our evangelism. It might hurt even just our our, our name. Uh, it might tarnish our reputation in society. And so there's there's a lot that could be said here. Um, but I think for the Christian, it's it's vitally important that we be careful with the words that we use when we speak, whether it's on a medium like this on a podcast, whether it's in a video on YouTube, or whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we need to be careful with the words that we use. And again, we need to remember that even even if it's true that the coronavirus was manufactured, um, how does that change the reality that the coronavirus is in the world and that people are suffering, people are hurting, people are losing their jobs. If only briefly, they're still losing out on money that they need for food, for rent, for insurance. Um, so to, to be perpetuating this and not helping people is doing a disservice. We're not actually loving anybody. We're not taking care of anybody, um, but we're just speaking in a way that sort of just toots our own egotistical horn uh, so to speak. And so I, I challenge you guys uh, as Christians, as believers, as those who love the Lord and who love our neighbors, that we ought to speak wisely, that we ought to speak truthfully, meaning if we don't know the truth, we don't spread it. Isn't that what gossip is? Gossiping, uh, telling things that are not our business to be told. Uh, we should be careful in our speech. It should be gracious. It should only be used for that which builds up, that which edifies, and that which brings glory to God. And I'll, I'll close with that idea, with uh, 1 Corinthians 10, uh, I think it's verse 31, that says, uh, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I don't know if you've ever thought about that passage, if you've thought about the implications of what it means that you can eat and drink and go to the bathroom and shower and talk to your friend, drive down the road, whatever. You can do all things in your life to the glory of God. So may we talk about the news. May we talk about uh, viruses. May we talk about our friends and family members in a way that is loving, that shows care and tenderness, but also truth. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this very brief episode that I thought was just uh, an important caveat, an important an important addendum to what we discussed yesterday. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Doxology Podcast, or you can email us at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback, your questions, episode ideas. Uh, we'd just love to hear from you. So I hope you have a great day. If you're sick, I'm praying for you. I hope that you uh, will heal quickly, that you will be rejuvenated to full strength. Um, and those of you who are not sick, I pray that you will be a light to those around you, that you will be Christ in this world, that you will love um, and go into this world as salt and light. Thank you.